and welcome back to another lovely episode of the EPB broadcast. This is serial number 10. Nice double digits today. So, and I think it is nice that we have a special guest in the house this week. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all. Can't get, can't get without flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two times, two times. So it's like each guest gets better, I tell you. I know, right? So, um, but we're going to go around and see how everybody's doing this week. So I'm going to start with my boo, Bridget. What's going on? Man, I'm I'm floating on. I don't know what, but uh, I went to the fair with my son last night, and I'm too old for this shit. I keep saying that every podcast, but he had a good time. Um the fair prices are inflated as hell. It costs $30 for this man. $30. For you? For anybody. For the kids? For the kids. $30? My son, five. We took your ass to the Hickory Hill <laughs> carousel. <laughs> your ass would have fun. We around that shit. No. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we had a good time. He had a good time. This was his first time going. I don't know how often we gonna make that trip, but um, it was good. So, um, like I said, I'm recovering. I ate, I ate too much junk food, so I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm sipping ginger ale as we speak. Mm-hmm. Ted, what's going on with you? Man, I'm good. Uh, I've been down since Wednesday with a cold. So I spent the last three days doped up on uh, Zyrtec, Robitussin, Mucinex. I was taking it all at one time. Good Lord. So, uh, yeah, I was, yesterday I was high as giraffe coochie on skates. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but, but but I'm good right now. Though. I'm good. I feel much better. Uh, last week I watched my Eagles lose to the Cowboys, so I'm hoping we can come back and find redemption. Other than that, man, I'm good. Joel, what's going on? Man, nothing much. I guess we the uh, sick and shut in this week. I was about to say this. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been having foot problems, uh, you know, but that's, I've been battling that for the past year now, so, but, uh, other than that, you know, just chilling, so, um, I got my, uh, TV on the, the Texans right now, uh, and then, you know, doing this, I'm kind of doing, I guess, double duty, because I got to go, um, do the radio show this afternoon, so. Yeah, don't have but, my uh, Titans. Shit, they fucking up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that too, so. Yeah, ain't looking too good for the Titans right now. So, but tell you, your uh, your Eagles winning right now. So, I see. Yeah, loan issue. I figured I figured I figured you were streaming it or something. So, <laughs> All right. good. Well, um, I'm gonna introduce our special guest for the podcast. Um, if you guys, you guys should know him. If you don't, then you need to get him. Um, he is the musical aficionado, as I like to call him. Some of y'all might know him as Zoe. Some of y'all might think of him as Zoe from Foreign Exchange, but he is my right. man. All one word, all one word. <laughs> but very humble, very kind, very gifted, talented brother. Uh, really, really cool person. So, Zoe, welcome to the show, man. How you Appreciate doing this week? I feel like I just went through testimony going through y'all story and shit. <laughs> testimony and sick and shut in and <laughs> cold and shit and man. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right, good. How was your week then? You weren't sick and shut in, were you? 
I, I wasn't, man. I wasn't. I was uh, shut in into the studio and working on this new album. So um, that's actually good. That's a good shut in. We can pray it for is. that too. And we can raise some money and all that good stuff. Yeah. You know. And we like new music. We like mm. new projects. We're going to get into that uh, after yeah. this break. So <laughs> when we uh, come back, we're going to jump right into the barbecue pit. So you forgot the word. I forgot the word. <laughs> Damn. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. Matter of fact, great that you mentioned new music, new project, because the word of the week is bumping. So we yeah. already know. I can use this in the sentence. That new album. There's Zo finna do, go be bumping. So, Urban Dictionary defines bumping as blaring music and getting down to it. <laughs> jamming, <laughs> <laughs> jamming, rocking out, grooving to the music. Often used in reference to people driving down the road in their cars, listening to some recording artist that they really like. Who wrote that shit? GOP Black shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, time out, time out. But you got to hear, you got to hear the sentence they use it in. They said, "My neighbor is bumping Journey on his stereo." Uh, <laughs> on, we were bumping hardcore rap. <laughs> <laughs> that is the definition. Come on, man. You got that struggle, that struggle chicken definition, man. <laughs> journey though, bumping Journey. They oh, I like that's it. hilarious. Wait a minute, they had another one. When your car stereo is up so loud, you can feel it in your heart and stuff. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Wow. You can hear a bumping car from a block away. Now, what, about, what about if you're using them old-ass razors? You're bumping in, too. Oh! <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. With your face looking like a Gina Juice box. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ridiculous. <laughs> I'm still stuck on bumping journey. Who the hell doing it? That's yeah. like before, well, I don't know. I had NPR up loud one time. Kelly said, "You trying to bump it?" <laughs> 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 so, I was like, "I guess." I guess. I guess. This that washed bumping man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. We keep doing uh, definitions, but I just read this one. This shit is funny as hell. It says, they use it in the sentence. It said, the black people at the stoplight in the oh, Impala boy. with the twin inch blades. Oh boy. Bumping so loud, it was <laughs> taking my car. <laughs> the black people? And the Impala with <laughs> twin inch blades. The, the blacks. The blacks. Who wrote that? Donald Trump? <laughs> yeah, the blacks. The blacks. The blacks. The blacks. <laughs> 20 inch blades on the Impala. Call it getting laid tonight. <laughs> oh, Bumping. Who chose this word for the I name? did. Good choice. <laughs> Good goddamn choice. <laughs> so many times, so I was like, what is this? You bumping. Bumping. All right. So now we're going to jump into the first commercial break. Yeah. It ain't sponsored by no beer this week. No, no. beer. We, we, no we beer. Canadian Dry. This was fun. Also known as Drake Wine Coolers. So. Damn. <laughs> wine Damn. <stickers>. Damn. <laughs> so, all right. So we'll just jump into the first break and we'll be back with the barbecue pit.
All right, we're back with the barbecue pit and our special guest, Lorenzo Ferguson, aka Zoe. Um, <laughs> quick story about my experiences with Zoe, but uh, I got hip to the Ford Exchange a couple years ago, and one of the cool things I like about listening to independent music is when you listen to them, it's like a tight circle of friends, and they all are featured on each other's albums. So when you listen to one album, you always see somebody mentioned, and you go and you Google them, and you go search for their, for their music. And so that's kind of how I got hip to Zoe. And so I ended up copying the uh, the Just Visiting series. I got uh, Just Visiting 2, 3, and I don't think I ever got one, although I've heard it. But I have 2 and 3, and I was just blown away. Like, your take and how you guys, uh, you kind of flipped the old songs, gave them like a little R&B feel. Uh, I love those albums. And my favorite album of all time, I to this day still bump this shit regularly, is uh, Zoe and Tigmo, Love the 80s. Dude. <laughs> that shit was classic. Like, I, I promise, I, I worked at uh, First Tennessee Bank when that album came out, and I sat at my desk for like two or three months just listening to it every <laughs> single day. It was like what, eight, it was like eight or nine tracks long, and I was still, it, and like, it went by like that fast because it was so good, but I would listen to it on rotation every single day. But, uh, man, you are hella talented. Uh, love the music. Uh, man made. Sunstorm. Sunstorm is actually one of those albums I recommend to all my friends. I always say if you want to find if you want an R and B album that you don't have to skip a single track and you can listen to the entire thing, Sunstorm is that album. Uh, well, absolutely one of my favorites. But we're gonna field a few questions, uh, or throw a few questions those way, and uh, I'm gonna start off with Bridget. Oh, with, man. with, with the new Rose Gold Six S. Well, since Ted brought up the foreign exchange. I just want to know, um, even though I kind of know a little bit, but I guess this is for the lit- listeners. Um, how did you meet Fonte, or how did you guys uh, collaborate for the first time? How did that? Um, it's funny you ask that because I, I met him. It was actually like ten years ago, almost to the day, um, September '05 in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. I was a fan of uh, Little Brother, and and uh, at that time I had come out with an album called Redefinition, which is basically my remix takes, you know, at that time I didn't know a whole lot of vocalists. So I was like, let me grab these acapellas real quick. I'm going to find me some vocalists on this on this vinyl and then, you know, just build music around that, make some make some remixes and, and put it out there. And uh, I had done two Little Brother remixes and I heard that he heard them and I heard that he liked them. So I was like, okay, you know, they're coming to town. I've never seen them in, in concert. Let me, you know, check them out and then you know, at least give him a dab, you know, say what's up, you know, respect, and then I'm out. And then when I uh, when I ran into him, gave him a dab, he was like, yo, he was like, yo, I know who you are. And I was like, word? And he was like, yeah, man. He was like, I got my, I got uh, your album in my iPod. And I was like, word. So that's that was dope. So we ended up exchanging, exchanging information pretty much on the spot. And like two months later, we were working, we were already working together. We were working together on... Uh, uh, the first version of Stepping Out, which was on Just Visiting One. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, from there, we just kind of, we kind of built. Like, I never thought that it would be to what it is now. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it was dope. Like, it was dope to hear, like, Fonte, the MC coming on as a singer. Like, that was kind of crazy to me, like, working with him. Um, so that's pretty much how, how that came about. And Foreign Exchange is right behind that. So it, it all kind of, kind of build and and almost avalanche from there like just snowballed from there 
That's what's up. All right. Um, it's good that you talked about foreign exchange because then that can go into my question. I know that with this last album from uh, the land of milk and honey, that mm-hmm. you actually co-produced a lot of the album. So, and that mm-hmm. was a really big thing for you. So, how was that process with working with Nicolay on like that level? Uh, it was crazy because, uh, you know, out of everybody in the crew, like I've worked directly with Fonte. I've worked directly, um, you know, everybody basically that was that's kind of on stage with us or affiliated with us, you know, whether they were on one of my albums or I've worked with something with them. But me and Nick haven't hadn't worked together directly, which was always funny to me because, you know, um, I think we came to the realization one time just at a show just during soundcheck. And I was like, yo, man, we when we gonna get in the studio? And he was like, yo, that's a good idea. We finally made it happen. I think maybe like even like a year after that. Um, so I was like, yo, I'll just come through the crib and we'll just see what happens. And uh, you know, when we when we got together, you know, it wasn't for any specific project. Like it was just, let's get together and make some music. Uh, once we did that, it was like, we're gonna take this and it's gonna be a Zoe and Nick uh, EP. And then when we got together a second time, and you know, Fonte started writing and, and recording some stuff with you know with Carmen and with Tamisha. Um, you know, then you know they were like, well, let's let's make it like an FE music compilation project. And then the music sounded so good that they just hit me up. They was like, yo, man, we are gonna make this the next Foreign Exchange album. And I was like, word up, because. I have co-production on everything, so <laughs> we can make this an FE record all day. So, um, you know, it, it kind of, it, I mean, the album almost happened on accident just because, like I said, you know, in the beginning, we just, we had no direction. Like, we were just making music, and then for us to just be making music and then have it turn into the next Foreign Exchange album, like, that that was a big deal to me because, you know, uh, FE has always been Fontaine Nicolet. Um, on the production side, it just started off with Nicolay, and then it merged more into Fontaine Nicolay. So, the outside production was always me on like a single song, and then you know I would play on other stuff. Where as this time, it's actually me co-producing the entire project. So that that was that was a that was a huge a huge deal. Okay. Yo, you got a question over there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? They'll say it. Like you have a question. Uh, getting getting away just a little bit from uh, I guess your work with Foreign Exchange. Um, one of the things that I really appreciated from you because I'm I'm a big fan of this show is uh, Black Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess two part question. One, uh, how did you how did you link up to to do the soundtrack for um, for Black Dynamite, uh, the animated series? And then two, do you see yourself working? in the future with, um, I guess, like doing more movie production or movie soundtracks or TV soundtracks? Uh, I'll answer the second one first. Definitely. Um, Just because, you know, um, doing music as far as, you know, just being an artist and putting albums out there and doing the shows and things like that, like that's always one, that's always one aspect and it's it's dope and, you know, that's where the foundation is. But you always want to branch out and, you know, do stuff that's gonna, uh, I mean, shoot, simply bring in multiple streams of income. Um, have you seen uh, uh, in a different light to where you know people see see you as uh, as more versatile in your production um, and what you can do to where it's like you know I'm not just doing 
you know, R&B or I'm not just working with vocalists. I'm also able to score and I'm also able to, you know, you turn on the commercial, you know, you might hear my music there. You turn on the movie, you may hear that. So, you know, it, it just it's a, a different method of, of branching out. So I definitely I'm all the way open for that. Um, and and uh, once Black Dynamite actually ended, um, another opportunity followed right after that. I can't even really go into it, but I another opportunity followed um, soon after that with me and Tay. So it was like, uh, you know, we started doing that as well. But as far as the Black Dynamite joint, uh, my man, uh, for Tan Horton, who's actually a, a producer, he works, I know he works some with uh, the Soul Council, Jamla Records, um, and uh, Shoot, I can't even think. I know he's done some stuff for Feral Monch. I, I think his 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 list kind of goes on. Um, that's a friend of mine. That's that's a, uh, a brother of mine. I know him through Fonte. Uh, he had hit me a few years ago and was like, "Yo, uh, you know, I got this opportunity. Um, you know, I may be, you know, overseeing. I may be supervising the uh, the Black Dynamite uh, music." And I was like, "Word." And uh, he was like, "Yo, you know," I, he was like, "You know, I know, I know, you play everything." So instead of outsourcing to, you know, a bass player, a guitar player, a key player, this and this and that, like, if I were to come to you for everything, would you be able to do it? Like, would you have time to do it? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, I was already a fan of the show. So, you know, to go from simply just, you know, I'm live tweeting with everybody else to now, you know, the second season, I'm live tweeting and like, oh, and by the way, that's my shit. And, you know, <laughs> right. oh yeah, that's me again. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's it's it was a totally different experience the second the second season um but it was funny because that that was like two or three years in the making um i think i remember him hitting me on that like in 2011 and the second season started in 2014 but i mean it taught me a lot about the behind what goes on behind the scenes on or especially an animated tv show like it's just it's 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 a lot like it's a it's a whole lot takes up a whole lot of time um you know and and you know the one important lesson that i learned in tv and in movies and you know all that stuff is meet your deadlines period like i i you know i've always been a stickler on that but like it's so important um in that realm to to hit your deadlines like you know it can it can cost you jobs and all you know all that kind of fuck shit so yeah can't miss that can't miss that i no money not at all mm-hmm. not at all so, out of all your albums, which one is your favorite? Um, I don't have any favorites. I, get, I would just, I would just say "Man Made" just because um, it, it's the most recent, and I guess it would be the most. Uh, um, I guess it would, it would represent me the most as as far as where I am right now creatively. Um, mm-hmm. Even though, even though the album is like what uh, over a year and some change old. Um, you know, it's it's closest to where I am now. Even though the stuff that I'm working on now, ironically, doesn't sound like man-made. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm still, you know, I I still feel like, you know, I'm I'm ascending creatively, and you know, plateauing is nothing that I ever want to do. Um, you know, so it's always funny, like when when I see Fe release an album and it doesn't sound like the last one, then you know, folks kind of criticize that, but I'm like, you know, if they were to release something that sounded like connected every single time, I would criticize that shit too. So it's like, you know, you always want to keep the listeners guessing and you always want to give the listeners what they want to hear from my standpoint, not necessarily what y'all want to hear because y'all don't know what we're going to create. 
Right. I like that because I think we had talked about that briefly with Fonte, but he was dropping gems right and left. I I think I'd start, I kept talking about Prince and Michael for like a whole week. I know. <laughs> the analogy between yeah. Prince and Michael. But it's good as an artist that you, it's, you have to grow because we grow as individuals. Our taste Absolutely. grow, what we think about, how we feel about life, our interpretations grow. So you want an artist that's going to grow. So. You know, I think we mentioned the same thing with Fontaine. We're gonna probably say this, or I'm gonna say this. I appreciate that mm-hmm. as as a person yeah. who loves music and listens. As I grow and I get older, I want my my taste to grow, and and Absolutely. I want my artists to grow along with me. So definitely appreciate that. That actually makes me really excited about the new album. Yeah. Now we always like we always joke like me, Tay, and Nick always joke about the fact like okay, with me, everybody's gonna ask for another '80s album. With Nick, everybody's gonna ask for connected, and with Fonte, everybody's gonna ask for little brother to come back, and none of us can come back. Yeah. So it's like you know, we always wanna like I I always want to, and I say this, I always want to create forward. Like I never want to look back, in in what I'm doing. Um, you know, you'll never see me like with a like with a sequel album, unless it's you know just visiting is, is an exception because that's like a series. Mm-hmm. But as far as things, when I do things, you know, original, uh, original music and things like that, like isn't it, you're not going to see me do like a Man Made Two or right. a Sunstorm 2015, or you know, <laughs> because you know, in that in that sense, I feel like if I come out with a sequel album, that you you're expecting a continuation from that album, and that that's not where I am. I'm 37 years old. I'm not thinking the same as I was when I was 32 or you know even 27. So you know, you definitely want to create as you live and you don't you know you don't live in the past you you know you create forward that's right absolutely yes well just switching gears a little bit um you talked about um live tweeting black dynamite and i noticed Mm -hmm. you live tweet unsung a whole lot which is also um (laughs) is there an artist that you would like to see featured on that show and also this is a two-part question Mm -hmm. what has been your favorite unsung episode uh, my favorite unsung episodes were the Zap and Roger episode. Oh yeah. Um, it was another one. I just I actually just mentioned this the other day on on, on the Book of Deface. Um, <laughs> uh, no, nah, but the, the Zap and Roger episode was dope because I didn't know a lot of their backstory. Mm-hmm. I always knew their music. I always knew, you know, I didn't know how much of a studio rat like Roger was, and a lot of people didn't know how great of a guitar player he was just because you know his main instrument um was always the talk box which is which was keyboard based um but like he was a monster on the guitar he was he was nuts on the guitar um i had another one i can't even remember i know heatwave was another one uh david ruffin was another one of my favorites um and and i almost wish that his was like 2 hours yeah um, because there was there was just a lot to his there was a lot to his story <clears throat> even after the temptation there was a whole lot to his story um the cast that i want to see featured one of them is actually coming up this this season was uh kashif oh yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. i also want to see uh willie hutch oh yeah, yes i'd like to see uh leon leon Ware. yeah and uh, loose ends. Loose ends is another one. I like to see. The loose ends, like every yeah. <laughs> every season. I, I, yeah. I I'm like, please do a loose ends episode. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because, like, what I found out, especially, I think it was like Stephanie Mills. I think they asked Stephanie Mills to do one, and she was like, Nah, like, nigga, I ain't no song. Like, I'm still <laughs> wow. doing. So, 
you know, you still, you like, I, that made me open my eyes a little bit because I'm like, you know, Unsung to us may seem like, oh, it's dope that they're getting a story, but to them, it almost seems like a backhanded comment, you know what I'm saying? Or compliment. You're finished, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, I know with, uh, when the Barcades, when they did theirs, they actually started getting more bookings, even though they were on the road still. They were actually getting like a few more extra bookings because of Unsung. So, I mean, it kind of goes both ways. I believe it because a lot of times when, um, when an unsung episode ends, like I'm going on iTunes, I'm going on Amazon, I'm like, yo, I need to, you know, I need to catch up on their discography or, you know, I forgot about that song that they mentioned, you know what I'm saying? So I'm sure that they, you know, may see a, a little bit of a spike uh, in some of them checks. Uh, he, uh, trust me, they were happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we got a part two coming? Yeah, man. I'm like, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. Okay, cool. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and kick it to our uh, second break. Zoe is going to stay with us for the rest of the show. And so we're going to jump into our Mr. Pride segment. And it's a good one. So stay yep. tuned and we'll be back. Car Wash, where we're going to discuss um, the three black actresses that won the um, Emmy Awards this past Sunday, and they were um, Viola Davis, who won for Best um, Actress in a Lead Drama Series, um, Uzo Aduba, who won for Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy or a drama? Ensemble, yeah. Yeah, which one? It was a comedy ensemble. Okay, because she won last year for the drama. Oh, she um, won as a guest. Oh. She was a guest on the show. She wasn't even like a actual <laughs> on the show. Okay. Was for the same. I know, right? Well, you won't tell us. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just know she won. <laughs> but she was Where the notes at? You got them notes? I know. <laughs> Oh, fuck it up over here. It's it, it fucking up because the, the user put the uh, fucked up. Um, and Regina King won for, dang, what's the name of the show? I'm tripping. American today. Crime. Yes. 
Yeah, she about to say two two seven. You lying like she. Two two seven while we playing. <laughs> I mean, for... <laughs> there's no play. <laughs> that was twenty years in the making. She should have won for two two seven. Yeah, Brenda Jenkins sex for all fleet man. You know what? <laughs> I could never get my hair like this. Um, I change you. Every day. <laughs> you get with those okay, okay, side side note. Side note. I've just started getting into college football and I watched the game. It was Texas. I don't know who Texas A&M played last night, but there was a child, a po child that played for them. His name was Raleigh Williams. R A W L E I G H. Raleigh, I don't know. Amen. But it was rough. <laughs> Did y'all see? I know, I know y'all saw the Key and Peele joint where they where they were doing the uh, college football introduction. Yes. I can't, I can't watch any football introductions the same anymore. I'm like, I always go back to that, and, and it's, this was entertaining just hearing their names. I'm like, yo, who came up with this shit, man? I ain't gonna lie. I think at first I thought that Haha Clint Dix was a play name, so Kevin's like, no, that's no, for real. His name. <laughs> his name is Haha Clint Dix. Yeah. Uh-huh. Did his mama come out? Uh, did she have him laughing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a that's a preacher segue. Right. <laughs> 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 okay, let's get back. What are we talking about? <laughs> you know, we're way left. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we just want to do a roundtable of everybody's thoughts about the win, um, the hating ass. I, I put the hating ass soap star. I, don't even, I ain't even put a name. Yeah, nah, that, that name ain't, ain't worth it. Yeah, exactly. And um, Taraji, whew, that was that was the MVP right there. Yeah, I watched the show. Um, well, I watched the bottom half of the show. <laughs> I ain't gonna say I watched the whole three hours, but the bottom half of the show is what I watched. Um, where every where the most important awards were given. Um, and Taraji, dog, like when Regina won, she was up there like, y'all better clap for my girl. Yeah, basically. And she gave Viola a hug, like that's 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 the supporting sister that you want. But y'all go ahead. I'm gonna start with Alicia. Okay. Um, I didn't watch the Emmys. What I really did do is, uh, I think I saw Lovey. On uh, Awesomely Lovey, and she said that if you really just want like to get the feel and the emotion from our standpoint, just watch the acceptance speeches of Viola, Regina, and Uzo. And I did that, and they were very moving, very poignant. Um, people don't recognize the just the the elegance and just the awesomeness of black women. Mm-hmm. I bet people never recognized that Viola Davis was Juilliard trained mm-hmm. to be 50 and I mean, and just killing it. They were, okay, respectively, Viola is 50, Regina is 44 and looking fine. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's not aged at all. <laughs> yes, she right. and Uzo is 34. So these are ladies in different segments of their lives and they are like achieving absolute greatness. I think Uzo's story is great because she wanted to quit. Like when she got the call about the uh, crazy eyes for Orange is the New Black, she already made up in her mind that day that I'm quitting, I'm done with acting, I'm not doing this anymore. She's classically trained in opera. Her voice is amazing. She was on The View and she sung like a a little bit of uh, Pravati and she is awesome. I mean, these women are on just like, the caliber is just amazing. And just to see them get their dues, you know, 
at this, I mean, of course, it's a sea of whites with specks of black mm-hmm. and specks of caramel and specks of mocha, but it's a sea of white. And to see people kind of embrace, like someone said, they all did it this uh, year, they might not get their shine to five years later, which is a whole nother subject, whole nother topic. But these women are great, they're wonderful. Uh, hey, Ness, hey, Ness, soul star Nancy Lee. Uh, yeah. Try to say that you know this is a time where they should not be shining for blacks; they should be shining for all women. And round ass Patricia Arquette wanted to try and tell her, "No, it's 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 <laughs> time. They can talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about." Fuck both y'all. To be quite honest, biggest eye roll, bitch, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was you know it was just uh, you know other than that it was just amazing it was nice to see them get honored as actors and actresses just for their their lesbian qualities as opposed to just being black women but of course we have to recognize that because that's what's important too like mm-hmm. i think it was i think it was dope that uh to see viola shout out other actresses yeah. in her, in her uh, acceptance speech and i think that uh more importantly than anything just seeing them win uh, just is important for our kids, like just to be able to see, you know, folks that look like them on that big of a stage. You know, it it it, it kind of lets them know that that this is obtainable. Um, you know, just like you you were saying, you know, with um, uh, what's the name? Is it uh, Adobo? Did, did I pronounce it right? Yeah, Adobo. Adobo, who who was saying that she, you know she was she was about to quit, and it's like you know a lot of a lot of kids are about to quit before they even start because. You know, they're not seeing people that look like them in, you know, what they love or, or the field that, that they are, are kind of attracted to. So it's just it's real dope to just be able to sit down on, on uh, and look at your TV and um, see it nationally televised just on the on the grandest stage. You know, someone who look, you know, may look like your moms or your or your aunt. And, you know, they're accepting these awards that, you know that are only given out once a year. I think that's that's dope. Like I think that's probably one of the most important things about uh about their win besides the fact that it was well overdue. Mm-hmm. I agree because uh one of the big things I noticed working with kids, man, is that a lot of girls they uh they think the only way that they can actually be famous or or, or make money is to be like these reality TV stars that they see. Mm-hmm. It is Absolutely. so sad because, and, and you see their behaviors day to day. They start to act like these same women on TV. They're already going to be in caddy. They're trying to fight, and um, and, and they're being allowed to watch this stuff at home. So, and, you know, as our young ladies are growing up, it's good to see that we have these kind of role models that these young, young ladies can follow. Because, yep. uh, I mean, it, it's just disheartening to see how some of my some of my girls come to dress. How they act, and then you look at their parents. Their parents are acting the same way. They come to school talking about what happened on Real House, Real Housewives last night, but they can they, they can barely read on grade level. So it's a uh, it's frustrating, I, man. But I, I know your pain, bro. <laughs> I, I know your pain. So you know it's good to see these sisters out here uh, setting a great example. Uh, and I hate to be uh, the <laughs> the ignorant one, but that picture of. Uh, What's her name again? Uzo. Uzo. Uh, what's that? Say again? Man, the picture they have of her accepting her uh, award. Why, why Why do I immediately think of like like pre-civil rights? Like they just signed the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation. She like... <laughs> Thank you. 
we, I saw that. I saw that picture. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, did I work for? Lewis <laughs> with tears picking this cotton. God damn it, tears. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all can see Anisha face. Give yeah, us free. <laughs> <laughs> she is really giving him the mama. I'm sorry, Anisha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You interrupted her sip. <laughs> Man, put a sip to the side. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, y'all. Did you have anything? I, I, I don't know how to follow that. No, we we can't end that shit like that. So, all right, just edit that, put that at the beginning, and then put the yeah, we edit that out. Yeah, cut and splice that shit right there. Oh man, um, I get well. First off, I know I know we're we're you know we focus this segment on uh on the three women that that won and and were very well deserved. But I also want to give a shout out to uh uh Reggie Kathy uh who won uh for who won the Emmy as well. You know he's a he's a guy. Um, that that's been in the business a long time as well, and he finally got his uh, finally got his his Emmy for winning for uh, House of Cards for for Freddie. So, you know, right. being the being the uh, being the real guy, you know, um, and, and and you know, <laughs> ironically, I guess can't kind of like being like the the voice of consciousness for uh, for House of Cards. So, uh, so I want to give a shout out to him too. Um, but as far as the other ones, uh, the other women go, um, all three of them deserved to win. It wasn't like they were given, uh, given the Emmys. If you watch their performances, um, you know, Orange is the New Black is one of my favorite shows. Uh, just started watching uh, How to Get Away with Murder and American Crime over the summer. Uh, well, American Crime last summer, but you know, the, these are roles that, and, and American Crime is one of those where Regina King is. It's a role that. Really, anybody, any actress could have played, but she won that part. You know, she 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 got that part, and she's kind of transformed it into something that's you know that that's that's really really good and, and outstanding. And you know, to to Ted's point before he started talking about uh, Aunt Jemima and shit, <laughs> but to Ted's point about you know role models. I mean, these are the type of it, this is why it's important for for you white people that are listening to think this is an Elvis Presley broadcast. Um, <laughs> This is why it's important for for black for black people, black black girls, and black little boys to see you know these roles on TV because there's not that many of them. You know, I mean, you can go on any given moment, you can see a Seinfeld rerun or Home Improvement or you know, hell, they're still showing Bonanza 50 years after it ended. You know, so but you don't see a lot of shows with black people in it, and you don't see these roles. So it's important that we actually see these roles so we can. Have something to progress to, you know. Um, you know, I mean, going back to, I guess, our discussion on Ben Carson before he went left oh, uh, or right or whatever. You know, we could we could go and you know read this this book, Gifted Hands, and be like, wow, you know, this guy's from Detroit, and you know, he he uh, struggled. Now he's a he's a pediatric neurosurgeon, and you know, now he's a fucking idiot. But you know, before he became a fucking idiot. Yeah, you know, he was a he was a he was a, a brilliant doctor. So yeah, that, this is why it's important that to one recognize that there's still a long way to go, but then also to appreciate 
the uh, these role, these these uh, nominations and these wins. We have to appreciate them. We have to embrace these victories because, quite frankly, especially these days, we just don't really have a whole lot of them. That's true. Yeah. And support your support your friends like Taraji, man. Yes, Taraji. Yeah, be, yeah, be Taraji. Don't be don't be Jocelyn Hernandez. Be Taraji. <laughs> right. Damn, Jocelyn Hernandez. Jo- Jocelyn. <laughs> She's on Love and Hip Hop. Ah, okay. One of them joints. Was it the one that talks crazy? The... She's the one with the. Uh, oh boy. With uh, Stevie J. Ah, okay. Uh, ah, okay. Uh, Master Splinter. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts? <clears throat> No, no. I Dang, think, I'm from saying just got quiet. No, I think Ted. I think Ted did it for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't mean to kill the vibe, y'all. Sorry. Sorry. I was gonna tell you what happened. You said civil rights and emancipation. <laughs> 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 I was like, my nigga, that's different eras. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, we done jumped a hundred years in the quick. same in the same sense. We good. Damn. Well, no, I think we good. Well, just congratulations to uh, Viola Uzo and Regina King, and uh, we'll be back with our next segment. This is serial number 10 um, of the EPB broadcast, and we have our special guest Zoe with us, which we really appreciate. We're going to kick it to our car toy segment. Uh, this one's a little little ratchet, you know, got to have our, our quota for the week. So for y'all, y'all who are, you know, your GLP black chicks and all y'all, this is your ratchet quota for the week. So pay attention. All right. Uh, we have with us today, we have news clips from, I guess, last week. Uh, one was a news clip from Atlanta uh, from Bella Noches, which I'm sure that some of you have heard. If not, you're going to hear it. And then we we'll also have. Right there. We're going to stop you right there. It's Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, okay. Yeah. All right, so. All right, Baton Rouge, Atlanta, you know. Whatever. Not the same. Not the same. No, nah, it's, not, it's not the same because Baton Rouge is like more. Uh, it's not Atlanta, so. But Atlanta is not Baton Rouge, so. All right. Um, I was gonna say something bad about Atlanta, but yeah. don't do it. 
Atlanta's Atlanta, so. Uh, and then, of course, Rain Nightclub from from uh, from Memphis, so. That's out in Frazier, right? Is it? Right, Frazier? Frazier Boulevard. Frazier Boulevard. Oh, shit. All right, so uh, here are the two, uh, the two clips. Beef, you take that elsewhere. Don't bring that here. A bride's dress covered in blood as she tended to multiple victims shot outside a popular nightclub in Baton Rouge. Good evening, I'm Chris Nakamoto. Three people were shot outside that club. Partygoers say they were having a good time when gunfire erupted. The shooting rang out in the parking lot of La Bella Noche. That's on Plank Road near the airport. Police arrested 32-year-old Ike Washington. They say he returned fire after a suspect began shooting at him. Problem is, Washington is a convicted felon and shouldn't have had a gun. Tonight, investigators are trying to find the other shooter. This bride's white gown splattered with bloodstains. Her wedding party spent their evening trying to snap out of a nightmare as they walked around trying to console her in the parking lot. It's supposed to be one of the happiest moments of life. Tonight, they want to forget what happened less than 24 hours ago. It's a whole wave, so who is going to be beefing? First of all, if you was beefing at a wave, you should have been beefing at their wave. Why would you bring this to somebody else's club? That's sad. Hazel London was inside the club when she heard gunshots. It's upsetting me and my homegirl because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to Better No Chase, what the hell could you go? Detectives quickly swarmed the parking lot as ambulances arrived to take the injured to area hospitals. Investigators used flashlights to search for clues. The large crime scene taped off for hours. Investigators say a fight broke out in the club and that's when another suspect went to his car and grabbed a gun and opened fire. Ike Washington returned fire and was arrested since investigators say he should not have had a weapon. We're still looking for the first shooter that shot these three individuals. As the investigation continues into what unfolded, partygoers say going out in Baton Rouge can turn into a dangerous situation. It's not like this out of town. No, it's not. No, it's not like, it's this. Not like this. But they're willing to take the risk. Actually, mother bring guns in their car all the time. You think we got time for somebody getting shot the place we gonna have a good time at? No. The three victims who were rushed to Our Lady of the Lake Hospital, they are expected to live. For everything from a stabbing to a shooting. They pat you down from side, front, back, turn you around here. Party goers usually feel pretty safe. This club is a really nice club. And it's, it's real nice and laid back. But this night is one they want to forget. It was it was it was horrible, and I just felt so bad and sad because I spent my money and got dressed up and everything, you know. And it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair at all. Now we've tried getting in contact with the owner all day by calling and even coming up here, but so far we still haven't heard back. Reporting in Frazier, Michael Quander, WREG News Channel Three. All right, so that was uh, the two segments, and you know, I'm just gonna open up the floor. Uh, anybody want to analyze uh, either one of them or both? Or yeah, analyze is a nice term. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> that shit. <laughs> I just wanna, I just wanna send a, send a shout out to Hazel because she made my motherfucking week, dude. Everything from the Louisiana accent to just her conversation, man. She was absolutely hilarious. But the funny thing was, and this is, this is the trip, but you know the news ain't shit. Because they could not wait to put her on there. She was the star of the segment. 
and the way and they even let her cuss at the end. They just whipped it out. When have they ever done that on the news? I ain't, I ain't know people let you cuss on the news. They, yeah, they love they, they love that. They they wait for that. They look for that. Oh they them. But they let her, they let her get it in though, and she showed out. But look, if you ever if you any, anybody listening, go to YouTube and find the clip. Uh, the clip. It just, just say uh Bella Noche. Uh, or you can type in if we can't go to Bella Noche, then where the hell can we go? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to type out all of it. It'll populate. But when you watch the clip, watch Hazel's girl standing next to her. Her girl is tripping the whole time because she know Hazel is showing her ass. She is hollering on the inside. She try to keep it together. But uh, man, I mean, that just shows you how the news. They love. They love to exploit black people in black culture. Uh, because if there was somebody white, they would have done that. They they, they would have they would have cut out this, the uh the segment with her cursing. It would have just been a normal statement. But because it's black people and it, and and we out here acting crazy shooting, they had to just go ahead and add a little extra fuel to the fire and put your girl Hazel on camera. Uh, as next far as the, look, Hazel gonna have a reality show next. That's that's the dude. Oh, I I don't even watch reality TV, but I watched it. <laughs> I also like to point out the fact that Hazel was drunk. Yes, drunk. She was drunk. <laughs> and that shit made it awesome. Cause she was rolling eyes and slurring with that damn accent. I was like, I was here for it. I was here for Hazel's ass. My homegirl tried to get in a little word. Hazel was like, Nah, this no, is boy, my I season, boo. I got this shit. I got this. I'm good. Oh my god. Okay, and also, so we, you know, that's for Hazel. The other chick in Memphis, um, her name was Ariel. But oh my god, a trampede. We're trying to figure out what the fuck a trampede is. And I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt because I was like, maybe she was trying to say trampled and stampede and it kind of came together. Then someone said, well, no, maybe it was just like a, a, a stampede full of tramps. So, that's the urban dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> so, did she really mean to say trampy? Or did she? She meant She did not. She did not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go ahead and clear that up right now. Now, I'm not giving nobody the benefit of that, of that doubt. <laughs> she did not mean to say trampy. She didn't mean to say trampees or stampede. <laughs> Trampede. She said trampede. Trampede. Oh my god. It was terrible. There was a trampoline outside and everybody was on it. <laughs> and tumbling. And they jumped out the club. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad thing about it is that no one even got back in the club. Like, that was it. Like, they shot outside of the club. Yeah. Just shut the whole thing down. That's what trapeze do. They shut down the day. <laughs> <laughs> if you run into a trampede, that's the rest of the, the rest of you just go to sleep. Just, Man, just go home. The rest of that day is over. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was pretty fucked up. That, that was just, I, I don't know. And those clips are, I think the people find their, or they try and find their 15 minutes of fame. I know Hazel going to be on and extended because that shit, I've seen people make like pop art mm-hmm. of Hazel. I mean, the shit is just kind of blown up. So but Then what, what happens, like somebody makes a, a YouTube song out of it. They do the little, you know. Yeah, man. It's Cause what's the name is still around? The dude from um, the Alabama dude. Uh, uh, y'all, are, y'all are really dumb. That dude, he's still yeah. around. You still see his name? I'm like, yo, come on, man. He's married with a child now, ain't he? I know. Ain't that a sham? That's yeah, a it's sham. a sham. Sham, man. And he, it's, it's, it's a trampede, man. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's like the dude that was delivered from uh, yeah. Koji. Yeah. And he coming out with shit. He came yeah. out with yo yesterday. I oh thought. my god. With the he fucked up something. Homungans. Homungans. <laughs> um Yes. I was like, what? Like, Self, low self esteem. Yes, that's it. Come on, man. You talking about you writing books and you can't even talk? Come on, bro. <laughs> I was somebody free free. Nah, man. Your editor got to be paid triple. <laughs> <laughs> and he hates you and your family. And the killer part is he, he emphasized self-esteem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> His bottom lip was coming out. <laughs> oh, self-esteem. <laughs> I thought he was talking about somebody named Christine. I didn't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like Steam. It was terrible. Come on, man. Crazy. Joe, what's your what's your take? What do you think? I, I mean, Hazel's gonna be to me, she's gonna be in the uh I guess the, the news clip hall of fame, right, with like Antoine Dobson and uh what was the uh the other lady that the uh, uh Yeah, yeah, her and like everybody else. So um but she's gonna be like uh, she kind of look like um, she kind of remind me of, of Halle Berry from Baps with that hairstyle though I don't know but she's gonna be like like in a few years we'll look back on Hazel and uh, we'll we'll look back on her and, and like Bishop she'll be she'll be in the, the 2015 version of the News Hall of Fame with like uh, Bishop Bullwinkle and uh, they'll they'll probably be on the uh, the crash cut wing. Uh, in a few years, crash you know. cut, boy. Yeah, crash cut. Okay. So, <laughs> Bill Winkle is the guy that was singing "Hail to the Nile, to the Nile, Yeah. And crash cut is the dude that sings in the same key on every song. Oh! <laughs> no matter what key the song is in, he's gonna be. Yeah. A- it don't really. And that, Fonte was the one that introduced me to uh, Crash Cut a couple years ago because uh, he put it on Twitter. I was I have, like, damn, let's do it. I have I have two Crash Cut albums, like full out, full albums. <laughs> Crash Cut Crash Cut does not change keys. Like you, you pretty much have to play to him. Oh damn. <laughs> we in F. I'm, I'm gonna be in A minor. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right out of my mouth. We in C sharp. Uh, I'm gonna be in A minor. <laughs> Singing it. Are you tired? <laughs> Be the same key every song. <laughs> Singing in the key of clusterfuckers. <laughs> key of <be> demolished. <laughs> <laughs> but Ted had to step away, so we ain't gonna get his input. <laughs> he, he, he's done enough. He's gonna get All right, we're gonna kick it to a commercial break. We'll be right back with Pop Toes.
Flashbacks of the times we had Some made us laugh And some made us sad We used to break up to make up All the fun that came From those love games Oh, when I think I need someone new No, it just won't do Because I think about